Good morning, my beautiful bean angels of life. Morning, I'm presuming you're listening to this in the morning, but you can be listening. Good evening. Happy midnight podcast listening for those of you waking up. Do you know what I do? How's this for a detour in the first not even 20 seconds of the episode? But if I can't fall asleep, I put on a podcast about true crime. I really love like a Ponzi scheme or a con. They're my favourite, but... You know, I'm satisfied with a good murder story as well, which is kind of sick if you think that you're trying to wind down and fall asleep. I think this is quite typical with just, I think, women in general. We've got this weird part of our brains that love that shit. Anyway, welcome. Welcome to today's episode. Today we're going to be talking about, well, the topic of today's episode is to stop searching what is already within you. Do you know how much time right now, right now, up until this point in your life, you have wasted of your life, searching for things that already exist within you or trying to get things that already exist within you. It's outrageous and we've all done it. I've done it for sure. Hours of my life, hours, we've all done it. So I want this episode to be like a thing moment for you and I've got categories. I'm breaking, I love a category. I love breaking shit down into categories. And I'm going to be talking about how to kind of view each category differently when it comes to searching for something that's already within you. Because I want you to realize how much already is within you. And it's untapped potential. It's untapped power. Because if you if you're looking for something outside of you, you're not you're not honing in on what exists in you. I can guarantee that. You can't be doing both at the same time. You can't be looking for happiness outside of you while working on happiness within you. Because when you're working on happiness within you, you understand that it can only exist from within you. And then you can find joy in moments. The same goes for all the other topics that I'm talking about. If you're looking for something without, you are absolutely not working on it within. So it's wasted potential. Okay. And you don't want to be sitting here being like, I'm a ball of wasted potential. Okay. Alexis is telling me I'm not, but here I am acting like I am. Okay. Don't fool yourself. So this is what that, this episode is going to be about. Now, I don't have a brain fact for you today, but I do have a little life update. Exciting. I have booked flights for Europe. I feel like if If you guys have been following me on the journey, listening to all the episodes, especially as they're released, you're going to know that there were several times that I've booked flights and not been able to go somewhere. Several times I've booked flights to Queensland, borders shut. Then I booked a trip to New Zealand with Tyrone. This is uh, almost a year ago. Um, And then good times, the borders closed. And then I booked, and then I fucking booked flights for France uh, in January. And again, everything, no, no, nothing closed. I got COVID. So big lol, what a time to be alive. Now I've just finally again booked flights to Europe and I'm so excited. I'm letting myself get excited this time. The last few times I'm like, don't get jade up. Just, you know, just prepare for anything to happen so that way you're not too disappointed, not too excited, and then whatever. But this time, I'm getting excited. So I'm going for a month without just with some girlfriend. Well, I'm going with my friend Bella, and we're just going to do a couple of things together, and then I'm doing a bit of solo traveling as well. Tyrone is unable to join me on this trip, but pretty much very, very... um, to very relevant what I'm doing right now to the episode that got released prior, which is about, you know, doing things independently. I would love Tyrone to come with me on this trip, but he's got a lot on and the stuff that he's got on is not stuff that I can help him with. So I'm kind of like, well, whether I stay or go, it's not like I'm contributing. So I'm going to fucking go. And he's a legend. He's like, you need to spread your wings, Alexis, go. Like he's just a lord. But anyway, I'm going flying into Rome, spending some time there. Then I'm going to go to like Mallorca, the south of France. And of course, 
most close to my heart, Paris. And I'm going to, you know, see my French, one of my Parisian soul sister, the whole thing. I'm very excited. So I'm going to stop rambling and I'll give you more details as it kind of unfolds. But that is my life update. Shit to look forward to. Anyway, let's get into the topic of today, which is stop searching for what is already within you. So today, basically what we're talking about, what I want to cover is the importance of where you put your energy in terms of what you want. So much is already residing within you, okay? So every time you look for it elsewhere, you're going to sell yourself short. You're going to block yourself. You're slowing yourself down. You're regressing, okay? Every time you expect someone to give you something that you can give yourself, you place yourself in a position of lack and in a position of expectation of other people. It's okay to expect things from yourself to a degree, but when you're expecting things from other people as far as giving things to you, then you're in a position of lack. The same goes for every time you try and find a quick fix for something that you know can only be achieved through habits or routine, you slow down or you go backwards, you regress, you know. Every time you look for others to provide emotions that only you can provide for yourself, you end up feeling really hurt or you end up feeling defensive or you feel powerless, like you have no control. Okay, so let's break them down. I've got a bunch of categories, like I said. So I'm going to break it up into the following categories and expand on them. We've got And these are things that you are searching for that's already within you. Drive slash motivation slash self-control. Happiness. Someone to take care of you, whether it's emotionally or financially. Approval and a reason to do something. Okay, so I want to touch on each of these things and then how you can start to view them differently and approach them differently. The number one thing that I want you to do after today's episode, the main thing that I want you to have achieved is just acknowledge awareness around the topic, the issue, whatever it is. Once you can shed light on something or awareness or be like, wow, I, I didn't think I was doing that or Ooh, I can identify behaviors that mean that I am doing that, then you can do something about it. Identifying is key, okay? So don't think, oh my God, fuck, that's terrible. I've been doing that my whole life. Good that you can identify it. That's the most important thing. If you're in denial, then you can go nowhere as far as growth and change, okay? So today, your only homework is to identify as much as possible um, in these categories and see what you can do for yourself. Okay, let's get into the first, the first category, which is drive slash motivation slash self-control. This one's a huge one. I want you to stop expecting people to be your motivator, okay? It's not their job to motivate you. And, and don't put that job in their hands because then you're going to be like, oh, you didn't, you, didn't, you didn't wake me up to go to the gym today. Or, oh, you said we were going to do this together and you haven't done it, so then I've slacked off. It's so easy to get a friend, a sibling, a partner. This is very common in romantic relationships. You G each other up on a Sunday night. Okay, we've just eaten that, you know, 5,000 kilos of sugar, but now tomorrow morning we're in the zone. We're fucking in the zone. We're going to G each other up. This is it. This, oh, it's, oh, it's fucking happening. And then you wake up and then you're like, well, he, you know, he or she, they, they didn't wake me up. So, oh, like, you know, I would have gotten up if you woke me up. Or, oh, you, you know, you let me sleep in. Why'd you let me sleep in? You said you were going to wake. No, no. Okay. Or you didn't stop me from eating that chocolate. You said you were going to help me with, with, you know, my sugar cravings and, and, and you offered me a piece of chocolate. Like, you're not a dog, okay? You have control. You don't have to eat everything that someone puts in your hand or you don't have to only do what someone tells you what to do or not to do. What is it easier when you've got a partner or a friend who's an accountability buddy? 100%. 100% it's easier. And if you know that there's someone there that is going to help you, 
keyword being help, not make you do something but help you, utilize that person in your life. For sure. I'm all for accountability buddies and it works a treat. But they are not responsible. That's the problem. A lot of people get to the point where they think, oh, well, if you didn't, you said you were going to do this, we shook on it, you didn't push me. Well, <laughs> well, I have no fucking control. You have control, okay? You have control. Is it harder? Yes. Is it their fault? No. Stop putting that responsibility on other people, okay? And another thing you can do is you can start to identify which people are likely to engage in sabotaging behaviours and not even maliciously. But there's the kind of people that you already see in them that they have no fucking self-control. Why do you keep shaking hands on them to be like, we're going to start exercising today with a person that you know has zero self-control or zero drive to do something, okay? Stop. Stop. Find someone else that you know is, is more likely to do something or do it on your own. And if you don't want to do something on your own, you still have to acknowledge that ultimately the responsibility is yours, okay? Your actions and your inactions are up to you. The buck stops with you, okay? So you can still, you know, it's always beneficial, always to pay attention to who you're hanging around with and what kind of influences these people have on your life because it's not like someone can have zero influence. But you have to realise that ultimately the choice is mine and the choice begins with who you're hanging out with. It doesn't begin with, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm trying to cut out alcohol but I'm going to hang around with people that all they do when they hang out is go out and drink. Good on them. That's not their problem. You're the one that wants to stop drinking alcohol. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to keep hanging around with these people and then make the decision so much harder and making you have to administer so much more self-control when you're around these people? Or are you going to think, well, I know for a fact that all they're going to do is drink and it's going to be a lot harder for me to say no. So maybe instead of hanging out with these people four times a week, maybe I should just hang around with them once a week because I know that at that time I'm not going to have that control. Become aware of when you cave, when you're most likely to cave and stop blaming other people for it. If you know someone drinks all the time and you're going to hang around with them and you always cave every time they offer you a drink, why are you going to perform any differently in the future? You need to prepare yourself for these moments, okay? And I'm using drinking as an example. I love a Negroni, good times. I'm just using that as an example. And if you really want someone who helps keep you accountable, it's your responsibility to find someone that's going to fit the brief. And even then, it's not their responsibility at the end of the day, if that makes sense, you know. So stop sitting there and making promises with someone who never wakes up early in the morning and who always eats the foods that they want to eat and always, whatever it is that, that it is that you're trying to have some self-control over. Find the right people. Don't try and make promises with people that you know have never done it before. Another thing that I've been messaged a lot about around kind of around this topic is that a lot of people that go on like a fitness journey, some, a lot of you guys that listen here uh, do Move With Us with Rachel Dillon. Phenomenal programs. I absolutely love it. The Move With Us app. It's incredible. I'm also the mindset coach on that app. Lol. So check it out if you don't already. But um, a lot of people have an issue where they clash with their partners. So they're on this full-on journey. They're eating different foods. They're prepping their meals. They're going on this, you know, fit full-on health journey, exercise journey. It's incredible. They're doing all this work. And their partners are actually like, what are you doing? What this, what that? They're really like kind of dragging them down. So then, rightly so, you live with this person. But then a lot of people struggle and think, well, how am I going to continue if my partner's doing this, if my partner's doing that? Firstly, if your partner's doing that, Number one, you need to absolutely stop them in their tracks and say, 
you might be doing this because you're insecure, so I'm going to give you one free pass, one free pass, but never cut me down again while I'm trying to build myself up. If you do that again, you're encroaching on toxic territory and I do me and you do you. I'm not going to judge what you eat or your exercise or lack thereof, but you cannot laugh at me or judge me or say that it's going nowhere when I'm just trying to do something that's making me happy. Okay, so you might have said this the first time due to an insecurity. I will waive that. I will allow it this one time because I'm pulling you up on it. But that's done. We're not doing that again. Okay, end of story. You don't think, oh, ha ha. No, 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 no. You fucking stop them dead in their tracks. That is unacceptable behavior. I would never speak to Tyrone like that. And he will fucking never speak to me like that. You know what I mean? Like you don't do that. If someone's trying to do something to better themselves and they're trying to cut you down, just say, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm happy to keep this to be my own thing. I'm not going to bore you with it. You eat what you want. I'm not going to shove food down your throat or exercise down your throat, but you will not stop me from doing this thing. This is my thing. You're not going to demotivate me and I'm not expecting you to motivate me, but this is my thing, okay? That's what you need to do. So when we're talking about drive, motivation, self-control, you know, when I talk about the negative side of things, if your partner's trying to stop you from doing something that you're doing that's bettering you or, or laughing at you for trying for the 10th time, don't don't give into it and less is more. Don't talk to them about it. I mean, I feel like that's a very toxic behaviour within a relationship, but that I've got complete other episodes on that. So separate to that being a toxic behaviour, just don't even share it with them. You're doing this for yourself. You don't need to search for them to agree with you. You don't need to try and convince them. This is like searching for what's already within you. You know this is right for you because it makes you feel good and you feel healthy and you feel like you're growing. They are irrelevant, especially, I mean, they should be relevant because they love you, but they're choosing to be irrelevant if they're not going to be there to support you. That's a choice, okay? So less is more. You don't have to include them in any of that journey. Now go and listen to my fucking toxic psychos and red flags episode for a bit of an idea of what's toxic behavior and what's not, if you're not sure. Anyway, next one, we've got happiness. Good times. This is a huge one. I want you to stop. The, big, the biggest thing with happiness is I want you to stop looking for happiness in a relationship. Whether you're single and you feel unhappy and you think that you're going to be happy when you enter a relationship, or whether you're in a relationship and you're constantly expecting your partner to make you happy. And the reason you're miserable is because your partner's not doing things the way you would want them done or not doing things that you would want done, okay? Just stop doing that to yourself because being in love and being happy are actually two completely different things. You can be in love and unhappy and you can be happy wanting love but not having found it yet. They don't have to exist together in order to work, okay? They can but they don't have to. And your partner is not responsible for your happiness. They're responsible to meet you halfway in the relationship. They're responsible to respect you, to, you know, there's so much that that they are responsible for in a relationship. You can't just enter a relationship and be like, well, fuck it, this is fucking me. No, there's shit that people have to do in a relationship. But making you happy, that's, that's how do you measure that? That's up to you to feel happy. They can do all the things that you agree on within the relationship that you want to give to each other, but the the concept of happiness can only come from you, okay? And generally, you feel happy in a relationship, well, a lot of people, not okay, a lot of people who are always searching for relationships and jump from relationship to relationship, 
think that they're happy in a relationship because they're not experiencing the alternative, which for them is loneliness or being single or whatever, that for them is worst case scenario. A lot of people hate the idea of being single. So when they are in a relationship, they're like, oh my God, thank God, this is the best thing ever. I'm so relieved. I'm so relieved. But is it relief? Is it just contentment? Or are you genuinely happy, right? Because if you hate being single and if being alone is your biggest fear, then you're going to feel pretty fucking good when you're living the alternative. But that's not happiness. That's something else, okay? And a lot of people go through this yo-yo thing constantly and, and they're in a relationship. You're in a relationship, you expect your partner to make you happy. And initially, they do, right? They change your routine. They make you feel really warm and excited. It's the honeymoon period. It keeps you on your toes. It's exciting. It's fucking exciting. I, like, I felt it. I love it. It's amazing, okay? But that fades. And so does that kind of happiness, right? Like that feeling that you felt at the beginning of the relationship ultimately fades. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Often it evolves into something amazing but different and sometimes it completely fades and you end up not being together. But don't confuse that enjoyment of these initial starts of a relationship with true inner happiness. They're different. They're both great but they're very different. One is this constant inner happiness that lies within you that might, you know, yes, you can still have grief, you can still have pain, but it's this innate thing that you are a happy person, that you've worked on becoming a happy person. And one is enjoyment in the moment, okay? Like, oh my God, I just got a text from this person. Oh my God, ha, 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 back and forth, back and forth text. That's not happiness, that's enjoyment, okay? And once the honeymoon fades, let's say you're in this relationship, honeymoon period, good times. Once that fades, you might have conflict and you might feel pain and then you think, well, now I'm miserable. And you know what? I'm miserable because of you. So you're the cause of my happiness and because you were the cause of my happiness, when I don't feel happy, then you must be the cause of the loss of happiness, right? So then what? You break up and then you feel really unhappy. Then like, you're, you're to blame for me feeling so unhappy because you took my happiness away. When in reality, it was never there. They were just a band-aid that was slapped on. You were unhappy, unhappy. You meet someone, you date them, slap on the band-aid of false happiness. They leave you, you're unhappy, then you blame them. And then what do you do? You turn to the next person. You find the next person, I'm happy again, see, I found my happiness in you. No, you didn't. You didn't find your happiness in them and you probably still need to work on your own self, internal inner happiness. Now, don't get me wrong. Even if you're internally happy, you've got all this inner happiness. I'm not saying that when a relationship breaks down, you're not going to feel sad. Of course, you're going to feel sad if you loved somebody, for sure. But the difference is someone who has internal happiness is going to feel the heartbreak, feel the pain, go through the motions, and then start to feel themselves again as they heal. Someone who doesn't have that internal happiness and thinks that they have to find it in somebody else will suffer, 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 suffer until the next relationship. That's the difference. Okay, so pain, when it comes to a heartbreak, is inevitable. Heartbreaks fucked no matter how happy you are internally. It's painful, okay? But it's what you, what you do with that situation. Do you say to yourself, oh my God, I've got to grieve this, I've got to get through this, I've got to get over this person, but I have a good life and I'm a happy person and I will find my happiness again within me. Or is it, oh my God, I'm just never going to feel okay until I find another person. Who's going to love me now? Where, where will I find them? Where am I going to find? Who do I have to date now? You know, if you're looking for someone to band-aid your pain, then you probably have some struggles with your inner happiness. So you need to turn that around. I've got some episodes on happiness, a whole bunch of them, and also self-love is a big one. It ties very, very much into happiness. But if you work on your happiness, whether you're in a relationship or not, your relationships will automatically flourish and the toxic ones will disintegrate. That's the beauty of it. 
you barely have to do much work cutting people out and bring, it just happens if you're truly truly happy the right people come in and the wrong people just fade out now let's talk about the next one someone to take care of you looking for someone to take care of you okay let's start with financially let's start with you're looking for someone to take care of you financially firstly don't ever do that. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. If you're wanting someone to take care of you, you stop working for it yourself, okay? And then because of that, because you're expecting someone to take care of you and because you haven't been doing that for yourself, let's talk about financial independence, for example, you then start to settle, right? If you depend on someone financially, it's game over. How will you leave if things go south? Never search to be financially dependent. Can it work? Yes, of course it can work. It can definitely work. But it's like a lottery, right? It's like it's a gamble. I'm just going to gamble and hope that not only do I meet someone that I can be dependent on financially, but they're also going to be a legend who is like has all the good things and who I'm never going to need to take the option of leaving if shit hits the fan because I'm not going to be able to or it's going to be very difficult for me to do so. Okay, that's the issue. You should always strive for financial independence whenever possible. Okay, always. Because when you look for that in somebody, when you look for someone to take care of you financially, it will blind you to traits about that person that are not working for you. Okay, looking to depend on someone makes you lie to yourself about other aspects because beggars can't be choosers so if you're begging for this thing i'm begging i need someone to take care of me financially i want to live this kind of lifestyle then when you get it you're like oh i've got it but i don't like this i don't like that but oh it's fine it's fine it's fine just fucking i'll just take it i'll take it right but if you provide that for yourself then when people come into your life romantically you've got way more of a choice you haven't told yourself i have to find this in somebody and they must have this you know ability to provide for me If you don't do that, then you're able to be a lot pickier and a lot more selective with your life partner because you're like, I I can provide all this shit for myself. So what are you going to bring to the table and what am I going to bring to the table and how are we going to meet in the middle and is it going to work? It's not like, well, you bring this money to the table and I will just accept everything else, everything. I'll just accept it because I'm only focusing on that, okay? Now let's talk about emotional Dependent. You want someone to take care of you emotionally. If you're always expecting others to take care of you emotionally, constantly, then you're less likely to do the work for you. Now, this is very different to leaning on those people closest to you when you need support and when you need help, okay? That's fine. That's what family, that's what friends, that's what partners, that's what people in your life, the people that love you, they're there for that. They're there to share in the good times and the bad times, okay? But Are you relying on people because you think you cannot do it yourself? And is this a recurring thing, okay? Because if you rely on this, it can can begin to form part of your identity. Like we all know somebody, it could be us, it could be you, but we all know somebody who is always in a drama, always attracting drama, always something going wrong, something, there's always shit hitting the fan 24-7 with this person. Nothing's ever smooth sailing with this person. And you're kind of thinking like, what? how is this always happening? Or are you embellishing these stories? What are you? And it's because a lot of the time people are so used to getting X amount of attention and emotional support from people around them that they don't know how to have that connection in any other way. So they continue the drama, they continue the drama. So they keep receiving all this emotional support and more importantly, attention 
from people. And now they don't know how to get attention any other way. So now they're relying, relying, and they use it as a tool initially, but then it becomes a crutch. And then they can't provide their own emotional support. And then it gets to a point where they are relying on these people because they've gotten used to it so much as an attention-seeking device, but now they can't live without it. And then if you think that people have to take care of you emotionally, you keep telling yourself that you're not capable of doing that for yourself. And when you tell yourself that you're not capable of doing it for yourself, you're less likely to try. You're less likely to work on those things. You're less likely to give it a red hot go and start doing that journey of self-help that is inevitable, but you're just putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. Okay. Next one, approval. Approval. Oh, this is your job. This is your job. Don't be seeking approval in other people. You have to, it exists already within you. And it is a choice. It's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's fucking simple. Okay? It's very simple. And it's not only your job, but it is your duty to yourself. If there's one thing that you should be doing in this life, it's approving of yourself. Okay? If you don't approve of yourself, then you give that job to others. And then what? Then you say to yourself, oh, well, it's not up to me to determine if I'm good enough. It's up to that degenerate that I went on a few dates with. That cooked unit is going to let me know if I'm worthy. And then when that person makes it clear that you are no value to them, you interpret it as you having no value. But being of no value to someone is very different to having no value. A stamp to me has no value, but to a collector, it could mean everything, okay? So given this, will you be the one assigning value or will someone else assign your value? Because it's up to you. Why are you donating this responsibility to people who don't give a fuck about the responsibility of of determining your value? It's a big mistake and stop that lunacy immediately. Every time you try and take approval in someone else, you are sending yourself the message saying, I can't do this for myself. I don't have the qualifications to tell myself that I am good enough, that I'm worthy. So every time... It's, you, and the way to do this, that I've got episodes on this that I go way more in depth, so definitely look those up. But every time you do this, you want to start um, cancelling it out with two, if not more, contrasting statements. So every time you say or every time you seek approval in someone else, tell yourself two or three things that make you feel like you approve of yourself. I'm, I'm really good at this. I love this about myself and I think I'm really good at providing this for people. Bang, bang, bang on your merry way, okay? And don't ever think it. Just just every time you think, oh, am I? is that person going to like me? Is it? Cancel it out. Three good statements about yourself and move on until this thing becomes automatic, until these thoughts start becoming really automatic. Okay, last one. Permission to do something or feel a certain way where you're seeking that in others, which you could provide for yourself. So this could be moving somewhere, going on a holiday, starting a course, a whole bunch of things, okay? Don't think that you have to have others give you the reason to do something or to feel a certain way. You, your inner self and your physical body knows what it wants and needs most of the time, right? But we go and get really good at ignoring ourselves. We get really good at ignoring our physical bodies and our instincts. And then we also get really good at asking other people what they think we should do with our personal lives. Like I said, if it directly only impacts you, you've got to be very stingy with the people that you ask advice for, not even advice, with the people that you ask their opinions on what you're going to do with your life. You see people all the time, and on, slightly, on a slightly different topic, but you see people all the time ask for advice, right? 
and ask you for advice. Like your friends ask you for advice and you tell them what they don't want to hear. So you give them an answer. It's not what they want to hear. And then they try and explain themselves. They're like, no, 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 but, but, but. And then they're defending themselves or defending why they think they're going to do the opposite of what you've suggested. It's like, bro, why are you defending yourself? It's because they don't want to hear your advice. They want you to agree. They want you to give you permission to feel a certain way or to do a certain thing, okay? And if you agree with them, then that gives them the permission that they need to feel that way or react that way or go and do that thing. Then they're happy. But God forbid you disagree with them because they're like, no, 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 no. And they, they, they fight to get you to see their point of view and, and to agree with them. And it's like, so you didn't want my advice. You didn't even want my opinion. You were just hoping I'd agree. So you were like, oh, thank God someone agrees. Now I can go ahead and do that thing. When they could have gone ahead and done that thing all along, it has nothing to do with you. When you do this, and if you are that kind of person that does this, when you do this, you risk having unnecessary doubt put in your mind about something that you know you want to do. And you risk feeling guilty for feeling how you're feeling or doing the things when, that you want to do when people say that you shouldn't or when people think, oh, maybe you should be doing this instead. Right? Every time you ask someone for approval of something you're going to do or someone to agree or someone to, um, to kind of give you permission, whether it's through agreeing or saying you should do this, to do something, every time you do that, you, you tell yourself that you can't do it for yourself. And that goes with everything I just spoke about today, all the topics. Every time you seek it externally, you confirm internally, I cannot do this for me. So guys, in summary of everything I've spoken about with all the topics that I've covered – you have to remember that every time you say to yourself, I need a partner to feel happy, you confirm that you shouldn't bother working on your own happiness because someone's going to come in and save the day. When in reality, no one's going to come in and save the day except you. You are your knight in shining armor. You are your own defender. You are your advocate. You. If you lie to yourself and you say that all these things are external, then you're going to live a life that reflects that. You're going to be picking up what's given to you and you're going to be picking up what's available for you. And sometimes it's great, but sometimes it's peanuts and you're going to be picking up scraps even though it always existed within you a hundred times greater than what you're picking up off the floor. But you lose that control and you tell yourself that you don't have the power. You tell yourself you don't have the control. And then you become more and more and more fearful to lose the scraps that you do have because you're scared that you can't do it for yourself. Turn that around. It's all in your head and it's all how you perceive things. Start to gain some control and take baby steps if need be. Just do the bare minimum on each topic that I spoke about, just little bits at a time. For the small things, stop asking for advice or people's opinion or for people to agree. You know, when it comes to relationships, start to question yourself a little bit more. Start to pay attention to what's going on in your mind. Like I said, the number one thing that I wanted you to do by the end of this episode was to acknowledge which one of those things you are doing because, because awareness is key and awareness is the first big step. Once you take that first big step, the next step starts to fall into place and fall into place, okay? So all I wanted you to do today was get awareness and if you want to expand on any of these topics, I have over 140 episodes that will guaranteed cover a lot of these topics, you know, and hopefully the title <laughs> says them but Guys, I love you so much. The Facebook group is so incredible. You guys know my episodes more than I do. So if you're ever looking for an episode and it's not obvious in the title, the the community on the Facebook page is so amazing at being like, these are the episodes that cover these topics. So thank you so much to my beautiful diehard beans. Just absolutely the real MVPs. Guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Absolutely love talking to you guys twice a week. It's literally the highlight of my week. And 
Yeah, good times. Love. I've, I've met a bunch of you guys just, you know, around. I saw someone at Rush Cutters the other day and, and I was walking with my friend and she was like, Alexis. And she's like, I'm actually listening to you right now. It was so cool. Absolutely loved it. So, yeah, um, if I'm ever walking around Sydney and you recognize me, please say hello because I swear to you, I'll get infinitely more excited than you do. Anyway, that is all for today. I love you guys so much. And I will speak to you next week. And always remember, especially with this episode, be kind to yourself. Be kind to your brains. Don't take shit from anyone and especially don't take shit from yourself. Danke.